At U.S. Bank, when we say we're in it with you, we mean it. Not just for the good stuff, the grand openings and celebrations, although those are pretty great, but for all the hard work it took to get there. The fine-tuning of goals, the managing of cash and workflows, and decision-making. We're in to help you through all of it. Because together, we're proving day in and day out that there is nothing as powerful as the power of us. Visit usbank.com to get started today. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Copyright 2024. U.S. Bank. Good morning. Breaking overnight, sounding the alarm. The World Health Organization declares the new COVID variant Omicron a very high global risk. The first known cases in North America detected and U.S. travel restrictions take effect today. Just ahead, what the president will say as he addresses the nation this morning and health officials warn again, get vaccinated now. This is a clarion call as far as I'm concerned. We'll have the very latest. What a rush. Tens of millions head home after the long holiday weekend, the biggest travel day since the pandemic began. Airports and airlines now gear up for the Christmas season. What you need to know. Ready, set, shop. Retailers rolling out the big deals for Cyber Monday, expected to set a new online shopping record after Black Friday in-store shopping disappoints. It's emptier than I expected it to be. But will the online surge make a bad supply chain situation even worse? Our one-on-one with the man in charge at Amazon. Royal Bombshells, an inside look at the highly anticipated new book, exploring the lives of Princes William and Harry, the rift between the brothers, and an alleged snub by the queen herself. This morning, the author joins us exclusively. Those stories plus failure to launch. Matthew McConaughey makes a big announcement about his political future overnight. It's a humbling and inspiring path to ponder. It is also a path that I'm choosing not to take at this moment. Why the Oscar-winning actor says he won't run for office yet. Today, Monday, November 29th, 2021. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today. Good to have you with us on a Monday morning after a nice long holiday weekend. Indeed, great to see you guys. It is a busy travel and online shopping. And of course, we've got all that covered coming up. Yeah, but we're going to begin with another story that is dominating the headlines worldwide, the Omicron variant. You can now add Canada to the growing list of more than a dozen countries where that variant has been detected. A case in Ontario is now the closest it's come to the U.S. so far. Meantime, new restrictions taking effect this morning for international travelers to the United States from South Africa and seven other African nations. Well, the question everybody's asking this morning, is this variant Omicron more transmissible? Will current vaccines be effective against it? And how does it affect people? How sick does it make them? We've got a complete coverage of these fast-moving developments. Let's start with NBC's national correspondent, Gabe Gutierrez. Gabe, good morning. Savannah, good morning. Here in New York, the governor has declared a state of emergency taking effect later this week to increase hospital capacity. And in just a few hours, President Biden is set to speak and provide an update on the U.S. response. With concerns growing about the Omicron COVID variant this morning, the WHO saying the global risk from the strain is assessed as very high. But experts still say there's a lot to learn about symptoms and stress that vaccines are the best prevention. 
The U.S. starting today is restricting travel from South Africa and seven other surrounding nations. While there are no confirmed Omicron cases in the U.S., it's now been detected in Canada. And health officials say the spread here is inevitable. If you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you're fully vaccinated, get boosted. President Biden getting an update from his COVID response team Sunday. The White House says Dr. Fauci told the president it will take about two more weeks to know more about the transmissibility and severity of Omicron. With Dr. Fauci saying existing vaccines do provide protection against severe cases of COVID. Still, for now, there's a lot we don't yet know. Early data from South Africa indicate the strain is highly contagious. This South African doctor was one of the first to sound the alarm. Currently, there's no reason for panicking as we don't see severely ill patients. New Omicron cases now confirmed in Canada, Australia, Denmark and suspected in France, adding to a growing list. In the Netherlands, 13 cases of the variant have been confirmed among passengers on two flights. But South Africa's president is calling the global response an overreaction. These restrictions are completely unjustified and unfairly discriminate against our country. Dr. Fauci insisting the U.S. had to act given the sudden spike of this new variant. It clearly is giving indication that it has the capability of transmitting rapidly. Israel, Morocco and overnight Japan have banned foreign travelers. As for the U.S. restrictions, they don't apply to American citizens and lawful permanent residents trying to get home, Savannah. All right, Gabe, thank you so much. Let's bring in Dr. Ashish Jha. He's the dean of Brown University School of Public Health. Hi, Dr. Jha, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. Wish we were here under better circumstances. Overnight, Canada announced that it has detected two cases of this Omicron variant. Do you assume the Omicron variant is here already in the U.S.? And, and why haven't U.S. surveillance, uh, why hasn't it caught it yet if it is? Yeah, so I do assume that it is uh, already in the U.S., um, and we will catch it in the next few days. I, I'd be surprised if we make it to the end of this week uh, without identifying it. We're a big country. We've got a lot of surveillance happening. Uh, we could be doing more surveillance for these things, but I think we'll have an answer on the question of whether it's here, certainly in the next few days. Well, the key questions are, how transmissible is it? How severe is the illness that you get from it? And most crucially, will our vaccines work against it? it they say it's going to take a couple weeks to know that. Why does it take so long and how did they figure that out? Yeah, so we can look at the data from South Africa and see the virus really take off, this variant take off, and make some presumptions about uh, transmissibility. But we've got to do much more careful studies to really understand if that's the case. I think by the end of this week, we will have some data on whether, at least from laboratory data, on whether our vaccines are holding up or not. Uh, but really careful studies just take time. You've got to grow the virus. You've got to run the tests. You've got to see what's happening in people. Uh, there's no way to go any faster than that. But I I think we'll have some data uh, relatively soon. Well, and that seems to me the most important question. The worst case scenario would be if somehow this variant evades vaccines, evades national uh, natural antibodies. And so my question to you is, Dr. Fauci and the NIH director have suggested that probably the vaccines will have some protection. Do you agree with that? And how would you know that? 
Yeah, I do agree with that. I think the chances that these this variant will completely evade our vaccines, extremely unlikely. Like, it's really hard for me to imagine under what scenario that could be the case. So I, I think that our vaccines are going to hold up. The question is how much? How much of a hit on effectiveness? Is it just a little bit less effective? Is it a lot less effective? Uh, we will have that data, both laboratory data and clinical data, in the next week or two at most. Anecdotally, some have suggested that perhaps this Omicron variant also is, it doesn't cause as severe a disease as other strains have. And that's because we haven't seen hospital admissions really spike in South Africa, even though this variant is certainly on the rise there. Does that give you any comfort at all? You know, I wish that I could really look at that data. I've seen that and, and wish that, that that was the case. We don't know. Um, remember, hospitalizations always lag infections, uh, usually by a couple of weeks. And so we've seen the spike in the last week, 10 days. We just don't know if hospitalizations are going to rise or not. Uh, obviously, I hope it turns out to be a mild variant, but we don't have that data yet. It feels like the whole world is just sitting here with bated breath to find out, is this just another variant that's problematic, but you should just get vaccinated? and Or is it going to be potentially, I mean, catastrophic in, in the sense that the vaccines wouldn't work at all? How should people conduct themselves over these next few days? Should we be wearing our masks more? Should we be double at masking? I mean, what do we do as we approach these holidays? Yeah, so two things I would say. First of all, there is no doubt in my mind that if you're fully vaccinated, and especially if you're boosted, you're going to have more protection against this variant. And so if you are not yet boosted, and certainly if you're not vaccinated yet, you need to go get the shot. Uh, there's never been a more urgent time. Other than that, I would not do anything meaningfully different. Uh, we just have to wait and see. And unfortunately, we can't go any faster. But I think we'll have data in the next week or so. And certainly well before the holidays really kick in, I wouldn't make any major changes to plans. I would just wait and make sure that you're va vaccinated and everybody around you is vaccinated. Dr. Joss, somehow you always make yeah. us feel just a little bit better. Thank you very much for your time and your expertise. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, of course, all this comes as millions are headed home after the long holiday weekend. A pandemic record number of passengers filling the nation's airports while tens of millions took to the roads. NBC's Tom Costello's at Reagan National with more. Tom, the airlines were really in the spotlight for the past couple of weeks. How'd they do? Uh, absolutely. Listen, you know, we had the meltdowns involving Southwest and American and Spirit in recent months. All of them seem to perform very well over the last 10 days or so. I just checked. We have very few cancellations and delays today. Very few cancellations over the entire 10-day period. Most people arrived at their destinations on time. The Thanksgiving 2021 travel rush now in the rearview mirror with airlines celebrating their heaviest passenger loads in two years. On Sunday, the biggest travel day yet. The TSA estimating 2.4 million flyers took to the skies. When you want to, haven't seen family in two years, sometimes you mask up and do what you got to do. Over the entire Thanksgiving travel period, an average of 2 million passengers and more traveled each day, the most since 2019. To avoid a repeat of the mass cancellations that began over the summer and extended into October, airlines streamlined operations and staffed up. Air travelers and road warriors also benefited from blue skies and clear weather across most of the country. Though on Sunday, rain showers in the northwest and snow flurries in the northeast delayed some flights, while traffic volume slowed travelers at critical airports in Florida, including Tampa, Orlando and Palm Beach. Here at Denver International Airport, the nation's third busiest passenger traffic is surging. 
69 million passengers in 2019, 80 million expected in 2025. Denver, a key hub for United and Southwest, operates six runways, critical to remaining open during any looming snowstorms this coming winter. Having the flexibility to keep runways clean, keep the airport open and moving through, and, and keeping planes de-iced is really key to uh, making sure that all of our flights are operating as on time as possible. Looking forward to the Christmas holidays, travel experts advise booking now and pad your itinerary with plenty of time. There are just so many people traveling. Planes are going to be packed. Airports packed. You should leave early, build in some buffer time. Uh, I don't recommend 45-minute uh, connections these days because then you're just asking for things to go wrong. So on top of all of that stuff, Tom, the new COVID variant obviously is the big story this morning. So how worried are airlines about that kind of the travel that's upcoming for the Christmas holidays? Well, they are watching it very closely. Listen, over the summer, you know, we had travel rebounding dramatically and then the Delta variant hit. And suddenly we did see air traffic passenger volume start to decline here in the United States. They've rebounded strongly, of course, since the summer. So, yes, going forward, concern about the new Delta variant. Will that also become a problem here in the United States? So far, no. And passenger volume continues to surge, Hoda. All right. Thank you, Tom. Tom Costello for us there at Reagan National. There's another holiday rush to talk about, the mm -hmm. race to shop till we drop. Mm -hmm. And Tom Yamas is in for Craig this morning. Hi. Tom. Hey, guys. Happy Cyber Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's an unofficial holiday. All right. After a below-than-average turnout in brick-and-mortar stores on Black Friday, businesses are hoping for a record-setting day of online sales ahead. NBC's business and tech correspondent Joe Link Kent joins us now from Amazon's Air Hub in Hazlitt, Texas. Check that out. The plane's right behind her. Joe, good morning. Hey, Tom, good morning. Yes, this is going to be a very busy day. We are at the largest, the busiest Amazon Air Hub in the country. They process more than half a million packages every single day. Now, this is going to be a very busy Cyber Monday here, but that comes after in-person, in-store shopping traffic was down significantly compared to pre-pandemic levels, putting new pressure on Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday is upon us, and today is expected to break records, with around $11 billion set to be shelled out online as retailers drop digital deals on big wish list items, all in the hopes of bouncing back after a dismal Black Friday turnout. It's emptier than I expected it to be. With smaller discounts on fewer items, this year's foot traffic failed to reach pre-pandemic numbers. And in a Black Friday first, shoppers actually spent less money online compared to last year. The sales slump comes after a slew of smash-and-grab robberies, hitting high-end and big-box retailers across the country. In Los Angeles, a string of heists put police on tactical alert. I haven't been coming out as often like to this area just because I know like stores have been getting hit. Outside of concerns over shopping safety, industry insiders say discounts posted in the days and weeks before Black Friday had consumers checking off their gift lists earlier than ever. One survey found almost two-thirds of people started their holiday shopping before Thanksgiving. I started my holiday shopping back in July. Today's deepest discounts will be on clothes, toys, and electronics. But the online shopping surge may trigger Christmas chaos, with delivery delays and a backlog of orders because the supply chain is in crisis. And with shipping containers backed up in ports, some big names like Gap and Target are now flying in products from overseas factories to meet holiday demand. Meanwhile, from the air to the ground, it's a mad dash to dodge delays and get those gifts out the door. The best advice for those with a must-have item on their list, buy now before it's too late.
Now you can see behind me packages are now going onto these Amazon Prime Air planes. And as I watch the packages go into the belly of the plane, I can't help but think about deadlines. The first major deadline you should know about for shipping your gifts is December 15th. That is for USPS ground shipping. And I know it feels like it's far away, but that's only two weeks from now, basically, guys. Two weeks. All right, Joe, thank you so much for that. And by the way, we're going to have a lot more on Cyber Monday and those holiday shopping and shipping concerns in our next half hour. That's when we have the head of Amazon's worldwide consumer business. He'll join us live. But first, let's get our first check of the weather right Mr. on time. Hey, hey. Wow. Good to see everybody. But I tell you, if you want to still hang on to a little springtime, well, head out west. They had record-breaking temperatures out there. These This big area of high pressure pushing the jet stream up to the north. Record highs, temperatures in 12 different states yesterday. And today, we'll, we're going to be looking at more record highs again. Look at these temperatures, anywhere from 10 to 15 to 20 degrees above average from Taos, Rapid City, Las Vegas, Redding, Helena. And in fact, today, we could see another set of records across 12 different states from Lake Havasaw City, Reno, Casper, Sioux Falls, Salina. And we're looking at this making its way to the east, those warmer temperatures, Chicago into the 50s, same in New York, down into Raleigh, 70, same in Atlanta, Little Rock, and Dallas, Touching near 80 degrees. Unfortunately, we are going to see another atmospheric river moving into the Pacific Northwest. This is the third one to hit that area in the last week. Next round of rain moves in tomorrow into Thursday. Some places picking up to four inches of rain, and that is a big problem because they've been seeing so much rain. Seattle is going to have its wettest fall ever. That's your latest weather coming up in the next half hour. Yeah. Huge snowstorm. Can you imagine getting stranded in a pub? Over the weekend? Did that happen to you? That happened to me, <laughs> but it happened to about 60 people. We'll show you. They're going to be stranded. All right. Not a bad place. Thank you. Still ahead this morning, opening statements getting underway this morning at the long-awaited trial of Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's longtime companion and alleged recruiter. We're going to get the latest in a live report from the federal courthouse here in New York. Plus, the author of a bombshell new book on the royal family and the rift between Princes William and Harry and their wives will join us in Studio 1A for an exclusive live interview. But first, this is Today on NBC. Thomas's presents Tackling Traffic with Tom. Good morrow. Tis your reminder to savor the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savor the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching 
searching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back now, 7.30, with the lighting ceremony of the National Menorah in Washington to mark the first night of Hanukkah. And doing the honors right there, Doug Emhoff, husband of Vice President Kamala Harris and the first Jewish spouse of an American president or vice president. Meantime, guys, take a look outside our window. Look, they took down the scaffolding. There's our tree. It's all ready for the tree lighting. We're going to bring you that big moment live Wednesday night. It'll be a star-studded Christmas and Rockefeller Center special right here on NBC. And we'll get the crowds back, the vaccinated crowds back. It's going to be fun. It yes. feels like the crowds are already gathering. Yeah, I think they <laughs> might be. They've been early. here for yes, a while. Yeah. you got to get your spot. Well, we turn now to your 7.30 headlines. We begin with a tragic story out of Las Vegas where a college student died after taking part in a charity boxing match held by a fraternity. 20-year-old Nathan Valencia suffered brain injuries during the fight, which happened on November 19th, and he died four days later. Over the weekend, a group of friends and family gathered at UNLV for a candlelight vigil to honor him on what would have been his 21st birthday. The university's president says they are shocked and heartbroken, and he says the school will make all resources available so that that incident can be fully reviewed. Actor Matthew McConaughey says he will not run for governor of Texas despite flirting with the idea for several months. The 52-year-old Academy Award-winning actor making that announcement in a video posted last night. As a simple kid born in the little town of Uvalde, Texas, it never occurred to me that I would one day be considered for political leadership. It's a humbling and inspiring path to ponder. It is also a path that I'm choosing not to take at this moment. McConaughey says he will instead focus on supporting businesses and foundations that create pathways for others to succeed. The Texas governor's race is already shaping up to be one of the nation's highest profile contests in 2022. Turning now to the start of a highly anticipated trial right here in New York. Yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell is accused of helping Jeffrey Epstein recruit and abuse underage girls. Well, now, nearly 17 months after her arrest, opening statements in the case getting underway this morning. NBC's Stephanie Gosk is outside U.S. District Court here in Manhattan. Hi, Steph. Good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. You know, it's been more than two years since Jeffrey Epstein took his own life in a Manhattan jail cell facing sex trafficking charges. And while it will be Ghislaine Maxwell in this courtroom, for many of Epstein's accusers, this is going to feel like the trial he never had. Ghislaine Maxwell, the once wealthy, jet-setting companion of Jeffrey Epstein, will now be tried as his conspirator in an alleged scheme to recruit four underage girls for sex. Have a look at what's happening for the first time in history. The six criminal counts Maxwell faces are focused on a decade-long period between 1994 and 2004, when prosecutors say Maxwell assisted, facilitated, and contributed to Epstein's abuse of minors by helping him recruit, groom, and ultimately abuse victims. In some cases, Maxwell allegedly was present for and participated in the sexual abuse of minor victims, according to the indictment. And prosecutors say the scheme involved getting the alleged victims to travel to Maxwell's personal residence in London and Epstein's residences in New York City, Florida, and New Mexico. Maxwell has pleaded not guilty to all counts. 
The four unidentified victims named in the indictment are expected to testify. Two of them were just 14 years old when they allegedly met Maxwell, according to prosecutors. In recent years, several women have shared their stories publicly. In 2019, one of Epstein's accusers, Virginia Roberts Jufrey, told Savannah what she witnessed when Maxwell allegedly brought her to Epstein's Palm Beach home. So I follow Keelan up the stairs through Jeffrey's bedroom and into a bathroom. And there's this man laying naked on a green massage table in the middle of the room. That same year, Jennifer Arose told Savannah she was just 15 when she was raped by Epstein. Did Jeffrey Epstein rape you? Yeah, no, he, he raped me. Forcefully raped me, but knew exactly what he was doing. What hurts even more so is that if I wasn't afraid to come forward sooner, then maybe he wouldn't have done it to other girls. A Rose has separately sued Maxwell, claiming she facilitated her alleged abuse. She is not expected to testify during the trial. Maxwell denies the allegations in that lawsuit. In this case, if she's found guilty, she faces up to 70 years in prison, Savannah. Do Stephanie uh, have any idea what kind of defense strategy we might see? We do from the motions uh, in the pretrial hearing, Savannah. The defense has said basically that this trial wouldn't even be taking place if Jeffrey Epstein hadn't taken his own life. You can also expect them to go after the credibility of the four accusers in this case. Memory and specifically the limits of memory will be a big part of this defense. Guys, back to you. Stephanie Gosk at the courthouse for us. Thank you, Stephanie. Coming up next, from higher prices to out-of-stock items, we've been tracking the impact of inflation and the supply chain issues on your holiday shopping. And on this Cyber Monday, we are turning to a man who knows all about them, one of Amazon's top CEOs. We'll go one-on-one -on -one with him live, coming up right after this. We're back with In-Depth Today, and on this Cyber Monday, we're focusing on your holiday shopping. When it comes to finding gifts this year, several factors, including the supply chain crisis, are making things a little more complicated. It is all top of mind for Dave Clark. He's the CEO of Amazon's Worldwide Consumer Business. Good morning, Dave. Good to see you. So uh, here we are. We're at the peak of holiday shopping. We've got inflation. We've got all these supply chain issues. So should consumers expect to pay more and find fewer things? Well, good morning. We're here in Texas, and the sun's rising on another Cyber Monday at Amazon. And I think, you know, it's been a challenging year, but our teams have done incredible work getting ready for today, and consumers should expect great low prices. We got over 20% more inventory than we had a year ago, and so selection's in a good place. I think consumers, as they come back together this first sort of post-vaccine holiday, uh, should feel good about their shopping experience and about what they're getting to bring together with their families. Well, it is Cyber Monday, and a lot of folks are going to be shopping online. I know Black Friday wasn't so great, but people are hoping Cyber Monday will be good. The other big question is, is are the gifts going to arrive on time? So how are, how are you feeling about that? Well, we feel really good about it. We've spent tens of billions of dollars building out the transportation infrastructure, some of which you see behind us, all to deliver for days like today and for the weeks to come between here and Christmas. So consumers should feel good about shopping today. Consumers should feel good about shopping the days and weeks ahead. Uh, we're set to deliver another great holiday season. 
Well, you know, I kind of feel sorry for small businesses. Like I look at you and you're sitting there, you got this big plan, you got cargo ships, you guys can distribute, you can hire thousands of workers. But some of these small businesses are really getting squeezed. And I wonder if you feel like sometimes you're benefiting off the backs of these smaller businesses. Well, what I'd tell you is this plane back here is probably half filled with small business packages. I, I, our job is about enabling small business. Over half the items sold on Amazon at, on a regular basis and through the holiday season are going to be those small businesses. That's what we do. We've spent all this money and all this time for decades building out the infrastructure that powers small business. It enables them to compete with the big box retailers by giving them the logistics and the technology infrastructure to compete both nationally and globally. So, uh, no, I feel great about small business in America. I feel great about what we've done to help empower it. And I think what you see behind me and what you, you'll see us execute to in the next week is all about delivering for those folks. Let's talk quickly about the Omicron variant. It's, you know, it's, it's spreading around the globe. And it was COVID that actually sort of initially started this supply chain crisis. Are you worried with this new variant now in place, it may add to the problems? Well, you know, this new variant's very new. I think we're going to learn over the next couple of weeks exactly what it means going forward. I have a tremendous amount of faith in the scientists and these companies that have provided these vaccines for us uh, over the last year. And I think they'll adapt quickly. And I think we're, we're I don't see us going back to a place that we were, you know, in 2020 uh, with the pandemic. And so I'm optimistic about 22 and what's ahead for us. And lastly, cases are up of COVID-19. And I know that you guys don't have a vaccine mandate there at Amazon, but what percentage of your of your employees are vaccinated? Well, our vaccine rates tend to follow whatever the community rates are. Uh, while we don't have a vaccine mandate, what we have done is put, we've had over 1,800 on-site vaccine clinics. We do a lot of incentivization for people to try to get the vaccine. And we're doing a lot of education to try to help our people understand why they shouldn't be afraid of the vaccine, why they should go get the vaccine. The same reason I've got it, the same reason my kids have it. And uh, I think that's the path forward to really get people uh, to in increase the rate of vaccination around the U.S. And Dave, if you don't get vaccinated, do you have to get tested to work at Amazon? Well, today you don't. Today, if you are unvaccinated, you need to wear a mask at all times. Uh, if you are unvaccinated, depending on local legislation, you do not. Uh, if the ETS continues and that rule goes through, then yes, we'll move to mandatory testing or vaccination uh, at, at the point at which that becomes the law. Okay. All right. Dave Clark, the CEO of Amazon's worldwide consumer business. Thank you. Good luck on Cyber Monday today. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Dave. All right, it is, what time is it? 7.45 almost. It's time for Al's <laughs> forecast. That's right. So imagine you go to a little pub okay. in the Tan Hill, the Tan Hill Inn in, in Yorkshire, England. It's about 200 miles north of, of London. And this is what you've got. You've got three feet of snow. You can't even get out the door. So 60 people, 61 people were stranded inside. Some of them were staying the night. Some of them ended up having to stay the night. And these are all the folks enjoying what's going on in there. There was a, an Oasis cover band 
Noasis <laughs> performing. So they're all rocking out. They Some of the folks had to sleep in the lobby and within the bar itself, but they had a great time. They made the most of it. That's right. I can't name an, uh, an Oasis hit, but I'm sure many of you can. I know, Savannah, what, what's a big Oasis well, song? Well, you know what? It, I can. Uh, Wonderwall? Yeah. Okay, thank Wonderwall. you. Wonderwall! I feel like I was on Jeopardy. Wonderwall, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What is Wonderwall? Al? Wonderwall. Well, this is my Wonderwall right here. Oh, uh, we've got a little clipper coming in. <laughs> a little Lake Effect snow coming. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, no. I, can't, I don't know where it came from. Yeah, right? You go. Deep recesses. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, let's show you. this. So this clipper is going to come across. Alberta clipper, a really quick one, is going to make its way and bring with it a little light snow. Scattered snow showers end here in the northeast today. This next system moves through pretty quickly across the Great Lakes, and then it's a faster one. It's going to be weaker. Not a big problem. A little lake effect snow, maybe one to three inches generally, but for the most part, those highest totals will be expected across Michigan. Rest of the country today, record warmth in the midsection of the U.S., down through the southwest into Texas, lots of sunshine on into the mid-Atlantic states and the northeast as well. And that is your list. You know what, Al? You should have asked Tom Yamas, who is, he DJs on the weekend. Wait, I do. I, yeah, I DJ. My, my wife down. shows up, my three kids. <laughs> it's like the craziest party. Okay. But that was good. You were on the spot. Well, you hit Wonderwall. Ooh. Yeah, but you probably know like two or three more. <laughs> Champagne Supernova? Oh, yeah. okay. Whoa. There you go. Now you're showing off. Go. <laughs> yeah, Bombo Genesis. XM Radio. Atmospheric <laughs> River? No, those are weather terms. All right, now, thank you. Still ahead, we are going to take a pause and remember a towering figure in the fashion world, a trailblazing Louis Vuitton director who died far too young after a private battle with cancer. So many mourning this loss. The star-studded tributes honoring Virgil Abloh. But first, these messages. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi, it's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. We are back this morning with the tributes pouring in for pioneering fashion designer Virgil Abloh. He died unexpectedly yesterday at just 41 years old after privately battling a rare form of cancer. Yeah, NBC's Kristen Dahlgren has a look at how Abloh brought his unique vision to every project he worked on. In the world of fashion, Virgil Abloh was a star. He exploded on the scene with his street fashion brand Off-White in 2012 later joining forces with Louis Vuitton in 2018, making history as the first black man named artistic director for a top European fashion house. Abloh's impact clear as tribute after tribute from stars of fashion, music, sports, and Hollywood pour in. Pharrell Williams writing, My Heart is Broken. Style icon Victoria Beckham calling him a true inspiration. Born in 1980 to African immigrants, Abloh's mother was a seamstress who taught him how to sew. His career took off when he became friends in his 20s with Kanye West. 
He became the musician's artistic director, later earning a Grammy nomination for Best Recording Package for the 2011 Jay-Z Kanye album Watch the Throne. He saw everything that could be designed as an opportunity to express himself. Kanye West mourning his collaborator, his Sunday services choir covering Adele's Easy On Me in a moving tribute. LVMH, the parent company of Louis Vuitton, posting, Virgil was not only a genius designer, a visionary, he was also a man with a beautiful soul and a great wisdom. Oblo passed away on Sunday at the age of 41 from cardiac angiosarcoma, a rare form of cancer affecting the heart. His family saying he chose to endure his battle privately. He is survived by his wife Shannon and children Low and Gray. For today, Kristen Dahlgren, NBC News. All right, we thank Kristen for that. And Louis Vuitton announced it will pay tribute to Ablo with the showing of his new menswear collection tomorrow in Miami. What an impact. Yeah. Still had their tributes pouring into another icon as Broadway stars come together to honor Stephen Sondheim, who died unexpectedly. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.